I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> I love that. Ooh, I love I'm that. trying to pick a different sound effect to do. That was Zeta Warrior Princess. I love it. We'll I'm feeling the vibes. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Oh what up? And oh welcome to our fun-filled Love is Blind after show here on AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> it's, fun. it's full of fun, for sure. It's going to be fun. It's I feel the vibes. Be. It's got to be. Let's start off on a great place. Yeah. Um, if you're tuning in, you're probably joining us on the AfterBuzz reality competition channel. You know, we love talking about dating, all things competition fun. And this is a new show to kind of throw into the mix. Love is Blind. Absolutely. Netflix is getting in the love game. That's they dope. are. <laughs> but before we jump into all that, I need to introduce myself and this lovely panel that I'm joined by. I'm your host, Christine Alexis. Um, not new to this reality TV game. You can, If you uh, follow AfterBuzz TV, you've probably seen me on The Bachelor After Show. So this is definitely up my wheelhouse. But I am not alone. I am joined by two rock star hosts who are going to hold it down for the guys on this panel and really give us the tea about these relationships. Yeah. <laughs> we were fighting before backstage, so we have two different perspectives as it is. I've got three like, perspectives. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, Introduce yourself, Lobo. How's it going? Lobo, boys, thank you so much for inviting me here to this Netflix show I didn't know existed until today. Uh, I'm so glad to talk about relationships, love, and everything in between. Yes, and we are also joined by the lovely Mike Feeling. What's up, guys? You guys know me. I basically just do the silly relationship reality shows here on After Buzz Bachelor. I'm doing Bachelor and Married at First Sight right now. So Damn. right along with Love Is Blind, I have a theme. My man, yeah, I love it. Triple dose of love. I love. I love love. I love love. And if you love love, you're probably tuned into our show. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a thumbs up on this video. But let's just jump right into it, guys. Um, as we said, Netflix is kind of throwing their hat into the ring with this new show. Yeah. Um, it's kind of falling in the line of like The Circle, which also recently premiered on Netflix. Also a UK show that was kind of adapted here in the US. So, right. Um, yeah. Initial, you know, initial thoughts about the show. It's it's hosted by Vanessa and Nick Lachey, which like, is it really it, though? Because yeah. they it, basically came out and explained the rules. So right. the maybe rules. <laughs> it's true. The the setup. So maybe when they get more into it and we get into episode four, five, six, because I feel right. like the first three episodes are just gonna be okay, who matches up, who pairs up, who's gonna propose, and then you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, true. we'll see the aftermath of them living together and do they actually go through with the wedding. So Vanessa Nick Lachey. Honestly, we got some celebrity status attached to the show. I'm plugging a little bit. I don't actually think they even needed it. Uh, the they, show is cool. They did, uh, they did it. I love The Circle personally. I love what Netflix is doing just in general and pumping out more reality TV because that's my favorite genre and no commercials is good to me. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally forgot they were the hosts until you mentioned it again. Because yeah. there were yeah. only one scene right. today. I bring them up only to say that they were only there for that one scene and <laughs> to kind of just set the stage of what this show is about. Yeah. So I think we should do that as well just in case anyone's tuning in. You're like, love is blind. I'm blind. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, just... Totally a joke. Um, So um, online it's being described as The Bachelor meets Married at First Sight with a dash of the circle, which we kind of talked about. Um, The premise is it's a social experiment based on blind dating where you're choosing someone to marry without ever seeing them. Um, It's based on the premise that emotional connections are stronger than physical ones, and that's the key to a successful relationship. Um, the people who are involved in the competition cannot look at each other when they communicate through these pods, but they can hear each other. Right. So that's how our people are making these yeah. connections. So it really is derivative of derivative. So with Bachelor, you get to see and talk to all the people for a while. Right. At Married at First Sight, 
you get none of it whatsoever. You're just instantly married, right? And so that's actually not. It's in the middle there. You get to talk, but you don't get to see, and you don't have to propose right away. And also, it seems like there's no forced proposal. True. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Whereas married at first sight, someone's, you know, they're definitely getting married. Bachelor, I mean... Christine, you know the history of Bachelor and Bachelorette better than me, but it's very rare that it doesn't end in a proposal. Right. It's only happened a couple times, right? Only a couple times, yeah. and I think it, it more so correlates to a Bachelor in Paradise type show where yeah. it's like, you can connect, and if you do, great. If not, you get to leave, uh, I want to say the island, but I know that's wrong. You that's get what to leave I say. the resort. Yeah. That's my survivor um, roots. <laughs> it is. It's your island. Me and Mike host the Bachelor After Show together, guys. You got to check that out for it's a good sure. Show, by the way. Thank I'm you. Thank fan. you. Thank you. What else? What other shows do you host? Currently here on Monday Night Raw, NXT, Star <laughs> Trek, Picard, and Curb Enthusiasm. So you hit all like all the nerd stuff. Love, yeah. sports, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Love is Blind is basically a romance royal rumble, is is what it is. That's why we rough Lobo in. I am here for it. Um, So what are just our general thoughts about, like, just how things start off? Because I know as we were watching it, we were all pretty thrown by how quickly these blind dates are happening. It almost seems like speed dating. True, true. Because the way, you know, you kind of touched on it. There's a certain period where the couples get to know each other. There's a certain period in the real world. And then there's a certain period where they're actually married together. Right. I'm getting that correctly. So initial thoughts on these first few dates? I like the idea and the premise of it all. I mean, it's definitely if someone pitched a show to me, like a conversation, I would check it out. Uh, but there's so many people in our cast. And they're right? so quick that I can't have time to find redeeming qualities. It's all like, oh, oh. Oh, that guy! That, oh my gosh! So I was kind of. It took me a while to get to the rhythm of things. I was like, "Well, who do I root for?" Right. Yeah. I definitely felt the same way. Yeah, I agree. I like the concept of the show. Obviously, I like these shows. Married at First Sight. I watch all of them. So the concept seemed great. What really threw me was I didn't understand, or you know, maybe I'm slow. I didn't realize till about halfway through. Okay. We're not going to really meet anybody else. We're just going to focus on these two, basically two and a half couples, call it. I thought it was going to be more uh, traditional reality show where we're going to meet everybody. Like on Bachelor, we meet all the girls right up front. Then we start to see the interactions. Here we meet a, just a handful to the point where at the end of the episode, it's like, who are you? Who, who is <laughs> right? Rory? Were you talking to Rory? Is this a, an associate producer or something? So, okay, we're going to meet the rest of them as we go on. And actually, I think that makes it a little bit more digestible. Looking back on it, mm. so okay, we can focus on each specific relationship because the show knows how it's going to play out. So they right. can show that kind of little journey, and it would be cool. Obviously, we ended tonight in a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but it's going to be cool if we kind of get a face-to-face reveal at the end of each episode and give us something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely way to keep us on our toes. We'll get yeah. to the breaking down the last part of the episode later, so stick around for that. Before we move on to the next topic, though, I want to remind you all that um, we really appreciate everything that you viewers do for us here at AfterBuzz TV, whether it's giving us a like, a subscribe, uh, giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. We appreciate it all. It helps keep our network going and help and helps us provide the content that we love to provide for you. So thanks for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. All right, let's jump back ding. into this. Yeah, ding for that. Let's... Producer JLo, where's the ding? Well, we can... There it is. There we go. Here's the thing. Some snaps for us at AfterBuzz TV. A different planet I'm on. <laughs> so you bring up a good point um, that we're kind of just focusing on these first few couples. Yes. Before we jump into that, though, I want to say I do like the fact that it is going to go this way because 
Imagine how difficult it would be if we got new people getting thrown into the mix every week and having to remember even more names. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the circle kind of did it to a good extent. If you guys watch the circle, it started with, what, seven or eight people. Right. One would be blocked and the new one would come in. So it kind of kept around that number. This, we have that same kind of number. They probably have, honestly, these producers have probably done some kind of studies. They say, okay, the average person can remember seven people in the first episode. So they just show us the seven. Uh, we get that. We see the interactions, and you know the the new ones will be peppered in as we go. Yeah, I was not uh, aware of the format, so I really thought there'd be weeks and weeks of this. Like, yeah. I could imagine if there was rotation or new people, it'd be like, okay, I need a grid, much like this. Yeah, one here how can you remember? She likes him and him and him, but he likes her and. Th- yeah, the numbers. That would have been bad. <laughs> so good job, Netflix. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the beauty of this being a new show is like we're gonna kind of learn as we go. Yeah, here. true. But so far, it seems like Jessica and Mark have already started hitting it off. Jessica is 34 years old. Um, She is a beautiful blonde uh, bombshell who is super into athletes. Um, She kind of is introduced early on as maybe one of the older women of the pack, being that they kept harping on her age so much. They really harp on the 34 (sighs) thing a lot. It's not by any stretch of the imagination yeah. old not <laughs> even you're a soccer old. player right wow yeah, yeah. Or, well, a, or a UFC fighter maybe <laughs> yeah. it becomes that much more apparent because she does hit it off with Mark who's 24 years right. old right. 10 years her, her, her junior rather right. and they seem to be like very different on paper but hitting it off right away yeah. in their pots and the connection of uh, religion all that stuff too it was interesting for me how, how much not just this couple but how connections were growing in these pods. If you had told me that you would have found like someone you were really into, I'd have been like, ah, I don't know, we have to see them, or maybe it would be superficial. But some of these couples really go deep. And I was like, okay, great, I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, at one point, they were talking about wanting to raise their kids as Christian, like already yeah. getting into those serious, like, <laughs> big two. questions, day two. Do we think it has anything to do with the fact that you're not maybe thrown off by seeing somebody and seeing their reactions to some of these questions that it's easier for you to just say your truth behind a wall? What do you think? I Go ahead. I think I'm torn. I think there's there's the truth behind the wall thing, but then you are on this show because you're looking for it. Because right. if I saw someone on the subway and I was like, I want to have kids with you, I'll be pulled off right. so quickly. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a mixture of the perfect storm of that kind of thing. I... Again, I'm going to preface this with I love these shows. I love watching these shows. But... I highly separate out reality from what is being filmed, okay? So, God, probably didn't talk about kids with my wife for, like, years into dating, okay? So, and that might not be normal or whatever, but, look, the fact is they're on a show. They're sequestered in a house with no computers or phones or news or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a very, very heightened situation it's very easy to fall into this idea of like, well, I'm on a show. I'm supposed to be falling in love. I'm going to get engaged out of this. So I think a lot of that goes into how quickly people are able to develop connections. I also think the fact that you're actually talking to someone, you're forced to talk to these people mm-hmm. and not look at them. So I think if you're in that mindset already, why not go deep? Why not? Well, the whole point we're here is to see if we're going to get engaged. So why not talk about kids? Why not do all this kind of stuff? So there's definitely a forced element to it. It's also a really quick timeline. We have to be reminded of, again, all these shows, it's like a hyper-fast, yeah. you know, right. reality that you're living in. Right. And, you know, you make a good point. You're not, there's nothing that can be lost in translation with, like, body language or what have you. It's like, these are the words I'm saying. This is my truth. You either take it or leave it. You agree yeah. or you agree. But no. as Barnett pointed out, I think 
in some way he was trying to say this. I will say it for him mm. in a better way. You lose stuff by not having body language. You can lose sarcasm. You can right. lose innuendo and things can easily be misinterpreted similar to like a text message or something. If you're just hearing words, if you're not seeing the emotion, things like that, it's possible in a different way than text. Yeah, it's possible you can to hear the inflection stuff. of a of voice. Course, you can hear the voice, yeah. but you can miss the wink. You can miss the smile. There's there's stuff that, that comes along with the physically being in front of somebody. That's true. I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you brought up Barnett because he's someone who's already become like a hot ticket in the house. A villain. He's a, I would give him a villain. He's a villain. He's not a good guy. He likes being a villain. I don't know. Barnett gives me like. I'm gonna get mine because I'm Barnett. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. Yeah. Literally, yeah. You, totally you said it, Flobo. Yeah. Like, Big time. Barnett already hits it off with Amber. He also hits it off with Jessica. Um, and LC. And LC. They LC. did have a connection. Wow, that was so quick, guys. We saw LC for 32 seconds. For, so it's I, okay. I missed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jessica and Barnett are hitting it off. Barnett's kind of like. He's already kind of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I think as a guy, just like flexing real hard. Okay. I, I see you, that. Um, I see that. I think he's definitely feeling himself. I right. think he's got a very strong ego. Uh, and but. I think, no, no buts. Uh, I mean, I guess he's like flexing his personality. Yeah, he seems yeah. to be like, he seems to like being kind of like aggressive, very outwardly flirty. And, you know, the women that he've, he's connected with so far seem to be really picking up on that. I initially felt like, he and Jessica were like more suited for each other during their conversations because I I felt like she was really playing into his personality, yeah. being like laughy and smiley, whereas someone like Amber challenged him a little bit. Right. True. I I felt, and I know you're. This is where we're headed because there's a little love triangle, right? There's Between, one brewing, and it's all about Jessica Barnett and Mark. I feel like if you if we could just go there, I think Mark and Jessica. Let's just focus on Jessica. Yeah. Mark is probably who she should be married to. Agreed. But she's hyper attracted to Barnett. Agreed. And that's like the bad boy she probably spends a lot of time dating in the real world, which is why she's on the show to begin with. True. And the fact that she has that that aggressive bad boy and someone who's a good guy at the same time at her advanced age. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be yeah, a little yeah. oh bit I mean, it's yeah. either get married on the show or she's going into the retirement home, basically. <laughs> right, I think and, and what I thought by the end of the episode, I actually thought I saw a little bit of manipulation coming in from Barnett. Because Barnett sees her and the connection with Mark, yes. right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to lose out on my opportunity, so I'm going to go into the pod and, like, huff and, hmm, no, well, I don't know, I don't want to say anything. And then she's like, what, what, tell me. So that's got some tinges of manipulation going on. Like no, our, Christine? Every clip of him was a different angle in that chair. It was, mm. it was like a cartoon. Huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was random. But. Kind of reminds me of, like, Ray J with his hat moving <laughs> yeah, in different directions. Exactly. Great meme if you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah. Definitely applies to this situation. Uh, um, I don't remember what I was going to say about them, but um, I feel like it's interesting because the guys live together in this show and the women live together separately. Yeah. So there is that opportunity for everyone to kind of chat about where they're at with their respective significant others. So that definitely kind of introduces the game playing kind of aspect here because now the guys are privy to the information that Jessica, you know, likes more than one person. She's an equal opportunity employer here. So... It definitely complicates things a little bit, but as you kind of hinted, it seems like Jessica and Barnett are really trying to go the long haul with each other. Sure. I I mean, it, it seems like 
I'm going to contract. It seems like Mark's really into her. Yeah. So I, 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 I think he's know. into her, but I mean, who do we think has is going to be the victor here? Uh, well, if the victors look like it's going to be, uh, what's his name? Barnett. But, yeah. But, but Mark, definitely the fact that he's like, I'm okay with what you consider your flaws. I know we make fun of, of, of her age, but the fact she considers a flaw, and he's like, I don't care. Right. I still like you. That's a lot more than someone being like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I think you're cute and yeah. smart. I guess I was leaning more, I agree with you, and yeah. I think I was leaning more towards that because Mark, as cute and adorable as he is, gives me such fuckboy vibes. Oh, no. Guys. You, you wouldn't give him a shot? Really? I don't know. I have He's, a tattoo of God you are, right here for so, okay, Something Christine, about his. Christine is jaded from <laughs> the previous season of Bachelorette with Jed. She saw the guitar. Oh, she saw God. Mark bring the guitar, and she was like, I've seen this story before. It doesn't end Are well. you jaded? Uh, I mean, maybe, but, uh, like, I don't know. Okay, I'm going just, I'm speaking as the female voice on this panel from my just pure, like, vibes from his initial edit was, like, I don't know. I got that just, yeah. something about his overt confidence is just telling me, like, I don't know. There, I, I have a feeling there's something we need to look out for. More than it. Barnett? Barnett's not more way than Barnett. exuding more, See, co- more ego, cocky attitude don't than Mark. Don't open your feelings, man, because Barnett was doing it. He's number one position, according to Christine. <laughs> Just don't I, you share know your think, feelings, guys. I think it was at one point, and there there was like a you know a brief montage where we saw these people interact with other people mm-hmm. we didn't see. And I think I saw a lot of flirtiness from Mark that had me like, mm. weren't you just obsessed with Jessica? Okay. I don't know. Everything is moving really quickly. But there is one solid connection to come out of tonight's episode, which is Cameron and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, sense some sarcasm here. Yeah. Uh, or oddly, not sarcasm, but... Uh, uh, doubt, doubt, maybe. Oddly quick. I mean, uh, you got... I, I don't know. I feel like you got to take all this up with a grain of salt. And I obviously, we're going to see where it goes. I hope I don't hope anything bad for them. But I just, you know, after knowing someone for three days and being like, I love you. Let's get married. And it never seen them before. Like, you, do you even know? I guess he did know her middle name. Do you know what she likes for dinner? Or th- I, I don't know. It's just like, it's I'm very skeptical of yeah. stuff like this. It was definitely quick. And the fact he had her full name, you know, Laura Michelle Speed. I love you too. Uh, it, to me, it was nice and it was organic. I dug it. It was pretty fast, uh, yeah. but but and I was remember we were watching the, uh, in our studio and I was like, man, I really hope they really like each other when it gets revealed right. because there's that tinge of being like, oh, you're the person I like. I think you're good still, right? But I mean, for what is right now, I think it's pretty much the pure story we have going. It definitely I, is. I gotta. I that's why I look at it from that skepticism though, because for a show like, sorry, whoa. Itch. For a, show, for a show like Married at First Sight, mm-hmm. they get married right off the bat, right? And then they have eight weeks to basically get to know each other and find out if they want to divorce or stay together. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of illusions in that show right off the bat that we're so in love. But they kind of know, okay, we're just going to do it and then we'll kind of figure it out. This is almost the extreme opposite. They decided like, yes, we're in love for sure, 100%, and I'm going to propose, and I'm going to accept. And then they wait eight weeks to see if that was actually true or not. Right. Maybe they're just flipping the system on its head in that respect. I guess, I yeah. Mean, if you got a feeling, do you go ahead and do it? Like, you find like, the, the one, you just go ahead and do it, or you wait some time to make sure it's really something that's in the factuation? I asked my wife. the luxury of yes, time. Well, I mean... I asked my uh, wife what to do. D- days. Like, day two versus day five. <laughs> day, I don't, I don't right. mean, like... <laughs> Yeah. Well, remember, we're also talking day two and day five. They talk to each other for hours. It's not like they've been talking all day. True. 
They have these right. little dates that probably last like an hour. I don't mean to cut you off. No, I mean, you you make a good point again about this being time, these small moments between each other, but they seem to really connect on the fact that they're both so sensitive and in tune with their emotions. I think that is what really fast-tracked their True. connection to Absolutely. each other. Their argument here. Um, I know we kind of had a lot of off-screen discussions about their race yeah. and just that kind of dynamic because Lauren did mention early on in one of her confessionals that she really only dated black guys prior to this point and Cameron is white. I just think it's worth discussing because the episode did end right before they meet each other and I'm really curious to see if that'll affect how they feel about each other after the fact. Oh, absolutely. There's this thing about like the whole is love truly blind and we always say we want to be blind because personality is a very, very heavy part of it. Mm -hmm. But there is a bit of a physical thing. Like in in Lauren's case, not a bad thing when your preference will open up the dating pool to whoever you go out for. So now you're getting voices and stories and all that. You're like, well, I'm going to give this guy a chance. Is it really true? So I'm sitting there going, I hope it works out for the sake of the society. I hope it does. But there may be a little bit of a cynicism part of me being like, I don't know. They seem like a really, really great couple. We talk about this a lot on Married at First Sight as well. What to what extent does physicality matter, right? What physical attraction? I've said oftentimes on our show that on Married at First Sight, I wish the experts had laid out a whole, you know, board full of pictures of people and say, who are you attracted to? Because if you all of a sudden are revealed to the other person and there's no physical attraction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're dooming the relationship right from so the start. So you're saying something like maybe not showing them like the exact people who are going to be on the show, but maybe like a maybe like a board of like celebrity archetypes. Like, oh, are yeah. you more in the like Leonardo DiCaprio side right. versus the Will Smiths or one hundred percent? Like definitely not, you know. <laughs> definitely not the actual people who are on the show. Right. But what are you into? Do you like brunettes? Do you like tall guys? Do you like you know skinny guys? Do you like I don't know blonde? Whatever. All the kind of physical traits so that you know the people in there have at least a shot. I feel like physical attraction. Well, for sure, it is not everything. Emotional attraction and intellectual, it, huge, huge, huge. I think you need the whole picture. But if you're not going to have physical attraction, I, I think you're you're really doing it from the start. Dang. I have to agree. And I think also to your note about having the full picture is also knowing someone's sexuality. And that's something that kind of comes into play hey. with a couple that we didn't see a ton from. But I from the preview, it looks like we're going to get a lot more of Diamond and Carlton. Carlton. Who also are one of the early connections to really hit it off. Um, we're Carlton running... got on my bad side right off the bat, though. Carlton definitely rubbed us the really wrong way. Dissed Amber. Like, that was, I thought that was so rude. Maybe they edited it more than it really was. Yeah. But he had dope jackets. So, that was awesome. He has dope yeah. jackets. He seems like <laughs> <laughs> their storyline seems like it's going to challenge a lot of things about uh, relationships and what you can and will or won't put up with. We'll see. We'll see, definitely. We are running low on time, so I definitely want to jump into our special segment for this week. Um, We are getting to know this show just as much as you are. So for today, we are just going to share whether or not we've been on a blind date. Yeah, I have not, thankfully enough. Short special segment. Short special segment. Uh, I've done speed dating, and that was always fun uh, because it's like a bus. If you miss that state, get the next one. But I I can never (laughs) say I'll agree to a blind date. That means it's way, way too too scary. I went on a speed dating event one time, Mm -hmm. and my wife went with me. I'll explain. We were just dating at the time, 
and I had found this listing somewhere t- as like a job to host the events. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, like I'll do that, no problem. And then the company said, you know, we don't need that right now, but you can go to our event for free and check it out. So I said, Raquel, let's go. So she like sat at the bar and let me go around all these different women wow. as she watched. She it was, was really, the one. She it was the one. And there were MVP. some weirdo. There were some weird girls there. Like I was at, you know, with this girl, and the next girl I was going to, I guess, was listening to my whole conversation. So, so when I got to you. her, she was like, "You're Mike. You're from New Jersey, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she, it was like, "Whoa, what yeah. are you doing?" Yikes. And then she didn't match with me. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, I've never got set up on a... a, It wasn't truly blind because I knew a little bit about the person before I was set up with them, but it definitely, I felt like was just the weirdest pairing ever. Um, yeah, I will never let my sister and my girlfriends take my phone and set up something like that ever again. Um, but I will say, to cap off our special segment, I don't think that love is blind. Do you? I guess now, no. I will say in my, <laughs> I will sit back and say, of course it is, man. But watching a show like this, there's no way I can do that. I think a lot of it is what you see, as well as a sense, you know? I think love is blind to things and to certain circumstances and mm. stuff. I don't think uh, verbatim right. it, it's accurate. But I think if you love somebody, that you excuse certain things that maybe you wouldn't have. That's you way know? more retorted in my answer. Def- yeah. Well, I, I say that to say, I, I think the show is going to explore every version of that cool. for sure yeah um so like we said earlier the episode kind of ends with a cliffhanger so i guess our predictions for next week is that we'll see how that ends up with yeah cameron and lauren i i like the i like the uh i always call it the coming attractions i like the coming attractions <laughs> for the next episode because it seemed like we get a lot of drama once they get out of the pod house yeah. thing studio whatever True. so looking forward to that yeah, same here. I've definitely seen the family, except the family has that going to turn out for you. Yeah, it gets spicy. Yeah, how do you explain that? I oh, made a reality show Netflix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is anyone going to pull out last minute or change their mind? Who knows? We'll have to wait till next Hope so. week to wait and find out, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on our recap. Um, as a reminder, Netflix is going to be dropping these in batch episodes, so we're going to try our best to cover it the most cohesive way that we can and keep you all (laughs) entertained but in the meantime you can connect with us on social media Mike wherever where can everyone find you guys thanks so much my name is Mike Thielen you find me everywhere at Mike Thielen hey I'm Flobo Boys follow me at Twitter at Flobo Boys on Instagram at Flobito and of course Flobito.com yeah I love the branding (laughs) you can find me Christine Alexis on Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's and on Instagram at Christine I Alexis and we'll see you next time touch the screen Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.